wonder if it'll. He's muted, so I have to. Oh. It's funny how it always does that. I know. Okay. Okay. Is everything set up? Kaliuga Pavani, you good? Okay. Okay. All right. So it's now all. <laughs> I guess I have to start now. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Hare Krishna. Oma Gyana Tamarandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Militam Jena. This my Sri Gurudev Namaha. One day, Gurudev Shabaktan Hisham Shabatarakan Tapakashams to touch Chakti Krishna Chaitanya Samgakam. One day, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityanando Sahodato. Kodo Dai Kushpavanto to draw Shando to Monado. Panchakapa Trubascha, Kripasindu, the other cha, the Titanam Pavanavio, Vaishnavavio Namaha. Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita, Godadhar, Sri Vas Adi Gaura, Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Is that coming through? It is now. Oh, okay. Thanks for the info, Madan. And just a reminder to the other devotees to uh, mute original audio and click English. So it, it may have been that the Mangala Charnam that I attempted to chant did not come through uh, as uh, <laughs> it was chanted here. Who knows if it's uh, that good of a Mangala. I mean, the verses chanted are awesome because they come from bona fide sources, but I, I'm pretty sure that even if you didn't have English on and the original audio muted, Mangalacharnam still does what it does. So I'm not gonna repeat it. <laughs> so here we are, uh, part three of, I always forget the title of, Dasya, Sakya, Vaidhi, Rag, what, so what, now what? Um, as I have been doing, we'll do a, a brief recap of what happened last time. Last time, we discussed the pastime of Sudama Vipra, just in, in brief. Uh, Sudama was had the attitude that he would not accept any type of material opulence, and he and his wife were very poor, so she became worried about him and suggested that maybe he should go to Dwarka and talk to his old school buddy, Krishna. First, Sudama did not want to go see Krishna, especially to ask him for something. But then it became clear that all he really needed to do was show up in Dwarka. 
Um, so he, he changed his mind and he thought, well, since my wife wants me to do this, and since my wife feels that we should have a little bit more opulence, apparently his mind changed from rejecting material opulence to being indifferent to material opulence. <laughs> and that change in his uh, mindset uh, apparently set this whole pastime off. And so he went to go see Krishna and people were astonished uh, by how Krishna accepted him and embraced him as if he was an older brother and long story short well sudama long story medium short <laughs> sudama <laughs> also brought four handfuls of rice for krishna and these four handfuls of rice were begged from neighbors so sudama wanted to see krishna he wanted to bring a present for krishna since he was visiting him and and so he went outside of his home and brought some uh flat rice krishna was very happy to see sudama sudama was very happy to see krishna sudama didn't even bring up he did not bring up that he wanted anything or that he needed anything but of course krishna knew that because he knows everything especially in dwarka he's you know aishvari ick <laughs> he's got it knows everything so uh krishna then and sudama reminisced on their days of being in gurukul together they had served their spiritual master together and especially one time got caught out in a storm getting some firewood for the spiritual master's wife and apparently krishna and sudama underwent many such struggles to serve their guru and in that way formed a bond so they were happy reminiscing on all days and sudama went back home the next day thinking well this is great i saw krishna that was wonderful and i forgot to ask, i didn't ask him about anything um i should back up there is the part where sudama would not bring forth his little bag his cloth of chipped rice but krishna forcibly took it from him and um, enjoyed eating some of it and by Krishna being satisfied, then so much opulence went towards Sudama. And it was noted that Krishna briefly thought to himself, Sudama pleased the spiritual master. Sudama loves me, who am Krishna, God. Why is Sudama 
so poor. He shouldn't be so poor. Um, but then it occurred to him, he was like, oh, Sudama's getting exactly what he wanted, which was no material opulence. So uh, that was a, uh, a thing that Krishna thought. And then he's like, oh, but now he wants some material opulence. So I'll give him some. Two other things noted, or one, I don't know, um, <laughs> is that Sudama felt bad about the gift of four palmfuls of chipped rice that he gave to Krishna. But Krishna thought that is more wealth than Sudama even has. He went outside of his home and brought like more wealth than he has at his disposal to give to me. So Krishna felt bad that all he was going to give Sudama was opulence that was more than the abode of Indra. Um, but even though each of them felt bad at the quality of their gifts, they were both happy to have seen each other. So Sudama went home and then noticed that his, where his house used to be was uh, actually a palace with many servants and a beautiful woman coming his way who actually ended up being his wife. And he was a little worried when he was going home because he thought, well, Krishna is so kind. He decided not to give uh, me any opulence because he knew that I would be distracted by it. But then when he got home, he, he also thought, well, Krishna's kind. He decided <laughs> to give us all this opulence. And Sudama was such a person that he was not disturbed by that newly found opulence. So that was the main uh, topic of last class. And we ended up, I've got books on my phone, uh, settling in on a couple of verses. I'm going to bring one of those verses back up now and then another one a little later. Um, I just have to have to find them on my phone. Let's see. So the verse that, that I want to highlight right now from last time is in the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam, the 81st chapter. So 1081. And let's see. Oh. Where is it? You'd think I'd have it queued up. Thirty six. All right, here's the verse. 
Dasyaiva me so rida sakya maitri dasyam punar janmani janmani syat mahanubhaktena gunalayena vishatratas tat pudusha prasangam Sudama said, the Lord is the supremely compassionate reservoir of all transcendental qualities. Life after life, may I serve him with love, friendship, and sympathy. And may I cultivate such firm attachment for him by the precious association of his devotees. So in this verse, there are words, so ridam, sakyam, dasyam, maitri. Uh, we're, we're seeing uh, this idea of friendliness, friendship, same heartedness, sympathy, and servitude, dasya. So that's somewhat the the theme here is that we're looking at these ideas of friendship and servitude and how these are found ultimately we're get, we're going to get there i think ultimately what well, in gora leva this is a uh, roundabout way of trying to compare and contrast different types of dasya, sakya, vaidhi, rag, devotees, um, and see how this will point in the direction of the dasya bhav that's found for Goranga. And in this verse, Madan Gopal was nice enough to send me some commentaries and we saw the different commentators talk about this verse. And there, one idea that stuck out to me was that Sudama was, his dasya was for Krishna, but, but then he felt the friendship of Krishna for him. Uh, so there is the idea that we, it, we can go uh, in a relationship two people will see each other in certain ways. And since Krishna is God and Sudama knew that Krishna was God, there was that element of Aishvarya indifference. But at the same time, since Krishna was so friendly to Sudama and since they really had some shared experiences, there was that idea of Sakya. So earlier this week, this is still kind of a recap, but who knows when the recap segued into today's. I guess it did at the beginning because we're here today right now. But <laughs> earlier, uh, I would like to share a conversation that Kanuram and I had 
uh, on, I don't remember, we hung out a couple of days last week. There's kind of Ram waving something. And we were uh, doing some fencing work in the pasture together, walking around. And we were thinking about this idea, which I'm trying to get back to of what, so what, now what? Um, and how to use that. So one thing that came to our minds was what stuck out to us in this pastime about Sudama. And one of the things that stuck out was that how important intention is. Because um, uh, we noticed that as soon as Sudama's intention changed, then everything changed with that. Uh, so, uh, and I thought, okay, so what? Uh, that's important to me because based on my intentions and my practice, that will have a big result as to what happens in my life. So what? Intention is important. So what? It's important to my practice because my intentions are noticed by the Lord and whoever else notices things in me and, and helps my path of bhakti. And so now what? Faced with that information, I decided, okay, I am going to spend this week trying to notice at least one or two or three intentions that I have consciously or unconsciously. I'm just bringing out this idea of what, so what, now what, and how to use it, and how Kanuram and I talked about it. So um, I don't know if I should share all my intentions, <laughs> but I noticed I noticed some intentions <laughs> that that I have without thinking unconscious intentions that may not serve me well in my path of bhakti and i also noticed others that maybe served me well and um that was all i was trying to do this week i was trying to identify intentions um because i was trying to keep it simple so as i have brought up before and some of you may be familiar with this and this idea of what was important, why is it important, and now what? When I made a plan of now what, I tried to keep it within the SMART goals. Of course, I don't know if this translates very well into Spanish because S-M-A-R-T is how SMART is spelled in English, and then with each um, letter, there's a word that corresponds with each of the letters in the word smart. And so I showed myself not to be very smart <laughs> by now only realizing this. Uh, and if I was really smart, I would have like done some research and tried to be more inclusive. But 
I have another type of smartness that understands I probably would have never gotten there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but still, S, specific, uh, this goal, I was thinking, all right, I will identify intentions. M, measurable. Um, I will try to identify one, two, or three intentions. A, achievable. Yeah, that's doable. R, is it relevant? Relevant. Yes, it's relevant. And T, time bound. I was going to try to do this uh, to myself before Friday came around. And I did. So I, that was just me digressing and putting more idea on this. Trying to pay attention to what we get from the scriptures, previous acharyas, Leela, and then how to use it in our own lives. Uh, another interesting conversation that happened between Kanuram and I was that Kanuram pointed out a, a what from the Leela. And he, he thought it was, it stood out to him that Sudama Vipra gave more than everything. And it was an Atmanavedana type thing. He was giving more than everything. And Krishna wanted to give more than everything back to Sudama. And uh, then Kanaram was thinking, so what? It seems important to give more than everything to Krishna to make progress. Now what? How do I give more than any, everything? He was thinking which I thought this is, you know, yeah, that's a good idea. And we discussed it and we, we came to the conclusion that commentators have said that Atma Navedana is really, really hard to do. <laughs> so uh, this is where our SMART goals come in handy. If you remember, A was achievable. So if our goal for the week involved Atma Navedana, it may not be achievable for us. <laughs> so uh, to turn that one into uh, an achievable goal, uh, we discussed options to uh, be specific, uh, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. We decided one option of giving more than what we normally have would be to do a little bit more cow seva because that that is one thing that Kanuram and I do together is we serve the cows and do things in the pasture so we decided well maybe we'll try to get together one more time before the next week and we did do that. We got together and we moved a cow from one pasture to another in a trailer. And while doing that, we chanted Hare Krishna and discussed these things and found out that while we, when we meet together, if we force ourselves to meet, which is a type of vaidhi, we needed to force ourselves. Um, <clears throat> we found that Shravanam, Kirtanam, Krishna, Smaranam <clears throat> happened and 
Guru Seva happened. And then we also discussed some ways, well, how can we find ourselves, not that we are in this Sudama Vipra Leela, but in what ways do we have things in common with uh, what was going on between Krishna and Sudama? And we found this to be an enlivening exercise as well. We found that uh, Kanuram and I also uh, spent time together in the house of the guru. And we found that uh, we had a bond because of that. And we found that serving the cows was a way that we could serve our present guru. And since Krishna told Sudama that service to the guru pleases him, we understood that while we were out there serving cows, which some of them came from our guru, we were doing guru seva. So we felt like, hey, we're doing some service, Dasya. Hey, we're friends. <laughs> Certain sakya between the two of us. And we're serving Krishna because serving the guru is as good as serving Krishna. And we found that to be very enlivening. So uh, I mainly was just bringing up some different ways that to apply this what, so what, now what, the, these ideas of Dasya, Sakya, um, Vaidhi, and Rag. I think our hearts were stirred a tiny bit, um, uh, but there's so much further to go, uh, of the Sudama Vipra. But today, we're, we're trying to get into where our second verse that I, I was talking about from this past time, which is 10.81.16, Kwaham Dharijapapiyan, Kwa Krishna Sri Niketanaha, Brahma Bandur Itismaham Bhubyam Parivrambitaha. Sudama said, who am I, a sinful, poor friend of a Brahmin? Who is Krishna, the supreme personality of Godhead, full with six opulences? Nonetheless, he has embraced me with his two arms. So one place I've followed this verse, maybe some of you have heard, one method that Guru Maharaj mentions to us as a method of reading is that you can follow purports or commentaries to other scriptures. So one place that this particular verse from the 10th canto in the Bhagavatam shows up again is in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. In the Adi Lila, in the 17th chapter, Excuse me while I flip through my phone library here, which I do have something queued up. Here it is. In the 17th chapter, the youthful pastimes of Lord Garanga are talked about. And there is a time where Lord Goranga was 
performing Sankirtan with his devotees, you know, doing their thing. And then uh, somebody came by and wanted to give an interpretation on the name. And that was not something that he wanted to hear at that time from that person. So Lord Garunga decided to jump into the Ganges to purify himself. And right after this was mentioned, there were two verses mentioned. Man, I thought I had them. Hold on. <laughs> I need to stick with books, with pages. <laughs> but anyway. <I'm laughs> Let's see, uh, where is it? Oh, yeah, here we go. Then there's two verses. One says, Lord Chaitanya then praised Marari Gupta saying, you have satisfied Lord Krishna. Hearing this, Marari Gupta quoted a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. And that verse was, um, here's a little different translation to the same verse we just said. Since I am but a poor, sinful Brahma Bandhu, not Brahminically qualified, although born in a Brahmin family, and you, Lord Krishna, are the shelter of the goddess of fortune, it is simply wonderful, my dear Krishna, my dear Lord Krishna, that you have embraced me with your arms. So it said that Marari Gupta said this verse and just following this around, I'm going to look at the purport that Srila Prabhupada, A.C. Bhaktivedanta, Swami Srila Prabhupada <laughs> put, uh, let's see. So he, Prabhupada said that Sudama Vipra considered himself not a Brahmin. But then to, here's the purport. Marari Gupta could not be called even a Brahma Bandhu because he was born of a Vaidya family and according to the social structure was therefore considered a Sudra. But Krishna bestowed special mercy upon Marari Gupta because he was a beloved devotee of the Lord. And then the purport of Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati says that no qualification in this material world can satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yet everything becomes successful simply through development of devotional service to the Lord. No material qualification pleases Krishna. And Krishna said that himself in the Sudama Vipra pastime when he was reminiscing on days in the Guru Kul. He, he said, I, Krishna, the soul of all souls, am not pleased by material opulence, by Brahminical initiation, by penances, or austerities, but I am very pleased by someone who serves the spiritual master. 
similar theme here. This, this is the main theme of today. No material qualification pleases Krishna, but devotional service does. So, Marari Gupta. We, follow, we came from the Bhagavatam to the Chaitanya Tartamrita. Now, here we are. Marari Gupta speaking this verse from the Sudama Vipra pastimes. So now, through the lens of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we're going to look at Marari Gupta a little bit. Um, I've got to get back to my library. Let's see. Okay. If we go back to the 10th, chapter of the Adi Lila, we find some verses. There are only a few. Marari Gupta, the 21st branch of the tree of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was a storehouse of love of Godhead. His great humility and meekness melted the heart of Lord Chaitanya. Srila Marari Gupta never accepted charity from friends, nor did he accept money from anyone. He practiced as a physician and maintained his family with his earnings. As Marari Gupta treated his patients, by his mercy, both their bodily and spiritual diseases subsided. We are only zeroing in on a few aspects of the Sudama Vipra pastimes and the Marari Gupta um, as a devotee. And you can see in these just a few verses, and if we think back to the Sudama, it's kind of amazing how much is really found in pastimes. So for instance, there, there are other applications like for household life. Both Sudama, Marari, Gupta are great examples for householder devotees um, and how to be servants of the guru and this, that, and the other. I just wanted to point that out. We're going to jump to chapter 15 of the Madhya Leela. Lord Chaitanya was saying farewell to various devotees who came to Jagannath Puri for the Rathiatra. And while he was doing that, he, he would say different things to different devotees. So there are some verses where Lord Chaitanya is addressing Murari Gupta. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then embraced Murari Gupta. There's this embrace happening. And began to speak about his firm faith in devotional service. This was heard by all the devotees. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, previously, I induced Marari Gupta again and again to be allured by Lord Krishna. I said to him, my dear Gupta, Lord Sri Krishna, Vrajendra Kumar is the supreme sweetness. Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead the origin of all incarnations and the source of everything. He is pure, transcendental love itself, and he is the reservoir of all pleasure. Krishna is the reservoir of all transcendental qualities. He is like a mine of gems. He is expert at everything. 
very intelligent and sober, and he is the summit of all transcendental humors. His character is very sweet, and his pastimes are melodious. He is expert in intelligence, and thus he enjoys all his pastimes and mellows. I then requested Marari Gupta, worship Krishna, take shelter of him. But for his service, nothing appeals to the mind. In this way, he heard from me again and again. By my influence, his mind was a little converted. So Lord Chaitanya was trying to con convince Marari Gupta to serve Krishna. After this, Marari Gupta went home and spent the whole night thinking how he would have to give up the association of Raghunath, Lord Brahmachandra. Thus, he was overwhelmed. Marari Gupta then began to pray at the lotus feet of Lord Brahmachandra. He prayed that death would come that night because it was not possible for him to give up the service of the lotus feet of Raghunath. Thus, Marari Gupta cried the entire night. Now, those of us we, who have been listening to some recent classes by Padmanabha Swami, he, Padmanabha Maharaj was pointing out the perfection of service. For instance, I think it was Raghunath Das Goswami who worshipped, was it Raghunath? Worship the Govardhan Sheila with his tears. It wasn't him, it was another great devotee, forgive me. Um, and then also, oh, I think it was. And then Gadadhar. So that was like the perfection of, of Govardhan Sheila worshiping to bathe the Sheila with your tears. Uh, and Gadadhar Pandit was said that his Bhagavatam. You couldn't read it anymore because his tears had taken care of all the words. So here, uh, I, I'm just thinking about what Padmanabha Swami said when I see that Marari Gupta cried all night long, that this idea of crying is, is there. There was no rest for his mind, therefore he could not sleep, but stayed awake the entire night. In the morning, Marari Gupta came to see me, catching hold of my feet and crying, he submitted an appeal. Marari Gupta said, I have sold my head unto the lotus feet of Raghunath. I cannot withdraw my head, for that would give me too much pain. It is not possible for me to give up the service of Raghunath's lotus feet. At the same time, if I do not do so, I shall break your order. What shall I do? There's a word, I think, in this that I want to bring up. Is it right? Hold on. Maybe it's in the, uh, I'll come to that later. <laughs> in this way, 
Murari Gupta appealed to me saying, you are all merciful. So kindly grant me this mercy. Let me die before you so that all my doubts will be finished. This is now Lord Chaitanya speaking. Hearing this, I became very happy. I then raised Murari Gupta and embraced him. I said to him, all glories to you, Murari Gupta. Your method of worship is very firmly fixed. So much so that even upon my request, your mind did not turn. The servitor must have love and affection for the lotus feet of the Lord exactly like this. Even if the Lord wants separation, a devotee cannot abandon the shelter of his lotus feet. Just to test your firm faith in the Lord, I requested you again and again to change your worship from Lord Brahmachandra to Krishna. In this way, I congratulated Murari Gupta, saying, Indeed, you are the incarnation of Hanuman. Consequently, you are the eternal servant of Lord Ramachandra. Why should you give up the worship of Lord Ramachandra and his lotus feet? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued, I accept this Marari Gupta as my life and soul. When I hear of his humility, it perturbs my very life. Okay. So we, we've come from Sudama Vipra, this verse, and then this verse that Sudama spoke was now also spoken by Marari Gupta. And now we're hearing Lord Chaitanya himself saying that Marari Gupta is Hanuman. Um, let's see. I'm not finding exactly what I'm looking for. And it may be in some other verses that I'm getting to, but there's one word that we're on the lookout for here. Um, as one of the angas of bhakti, one is dasya. And that anga is said to be having the attitude of a servant. And we can see that this attitude of a servant, a kinkar, or kinkarya, servitude, or was it Kim Karomi, something, what may I do for you? Uh, I am not a Sanskrit scholar. I am not a scholar. Uh, but Kinkara is this idea of servant. And this word is going to come up in a couple of different places in what we're talking about today. Just, oh, I see that we're running a little short on time now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and skip to <laughs> a couple of other verses. Uh, since we're at Hanuman, there's, there were going to be eight verses that I was going to zero in on, but I'm going to cut it down to one or two verses. 
so Hanuman, you may know, is the servant of Lord Ramachandra. And if we now jump to the fifth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam in the 19th chapter, chapter five. We're going to find some verses from Hanuman himself. It said, let's see. Oh, I'm trying to just to set it up. This is the chapter called A Description of the Island of Jambu Dweep. So Shukadeva Goswami tells us that in Kim Purusha Varsha, the great devotee Hanuman is always engaged with the inhabitants of that land in devotional service to Lord Ramachandra. A host of Gandharvas is always engaged in chanting the glories of Lord Ram. That chanting is always extremely auspicious. Hanumanji, constantly hears those glories with complete attention. And Hanuman chants the following mantras. For the sake of time, I'm skipping a couple of these um, mantras. And I'm gonna go on to this one. Since Lord Sri Ramachandra is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudev, he is not attached to anything in this material world. He is the most beloved super soul of all self-realized souls, and he is their very intimate friend. He is full of all opulences. Therefore, he could not possibly have suffered because of his separation from his wife, nor could he have given up his wife and Lakshman, his younger brother? To give up either would have been absolutely impossible. Main thing here, he's not, Lord Ram is not interested in anything material. A few years ago, while I was at Saragrahi, I just so happened to be there during um, Ram Vijay, and I decided to read these verses from the Bhagavatam. And one uh, part of the Srila Prabhupada's purport stuck out to me in this verse, and I'm going to read it now. Quote, since the Lord is always spiritually qualified, he is attached to servants who always render transcendental loving service unto him. He, we're talking about the Lord here, he is attached to the truth in life, not to Brahminical qualities. Indeed, he is never attached to any material qualities. Although 
He is the super soul of all living entities. He is specifically manifest to those who are self-realized, and he is especially dear to the hearts of his transcendental devotees. I'm going to the next verse, and this is the main verse that I was kind of going for. I'll read the Sanskrit. Najamanunam mahato naso bagam navan nabudhir nakritis tosho hetu tiryad isritan apino vanokasash chakara sakye bhuta lakshmanagrajaha. One cannot establish a friendship with the Supreme Lord Ramachandra on the basis of material qualities, such as one's birth, an aristocratic family, one's personal beauty, one's eloquence, one's sharp intelligence, or one's superior race or nation. None of these qualifications is actually a prerequisite for friendship with Lord Sri Ramachandra. Otherwise, how is it possible that although we, uncivilized inhabitants of the forest, have not taken noble births, although we have no physical beauty, and although we cannot speak like gentlemen, Lord Ramachandra has nevertheless accepted us as friends? Because he sees the truth in life. I added that. Um, but this verse gave me great hope because uh, I am a, a forest person, not very beautiful, and <laughs> a lot of boxes are checked uh, from here, these material opulences. Sometimes we think, well, I have to be able to sing very nicely, or I have to be able to be a scholar or I have to be able to speak like a gentleman or be educated uh, to have some sort of qualification for service to the Lord. But today we, we've looked at two or three or four different verses of the Lord himself and great devotees such as Hanuman saying, no material qualification does the trick. No penances, no learning, no Brahminical initiation does it. Just devotional service, service to the guru. Those things are even if we end up having some love and or affection for the Lord. That those things actually please Krishna or Ram or Gora. So just hearing about what type of person he is gives us great hope and also just really wants us to, helps me anyway, want to know more about him. He is great. He is awesome. He's fantastic. And therefore, let's try to 
serve him. I am going to read a little bit more of the commentary of this verse and then uh, end. So let's see. Rupa Goswami has also said that the price for achieving God's favor is simply one's sincere eagerness to have it. And then in the Chaitanya Bhagavat, it is said, Behold the great fortune of the devotee, Kolavecha. Lord Brahma and Shiva shed tears upon seeing his greatness. One cannot attain Lord Krishna by any amount of wealth, followers, or learning. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is controlled only by pure devotion. There it is again. Srila Prabhupada continues. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had a very sincere devotee whose name was Kolaveta Sridhar and whose only business was to sell pots made of the skin of banana trees. Whatever income he had, he used 50% for the worship of Mother Ganges. And with the other 50%, he provided for his necessities. Be careful. On the whole, he was so very poor that he lived in a cottage that had a broken roof with many holes in it. He could not afford brass utensils, and therefore he drank water from an iron pot. Nevertheless, he was a great devotee of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is a typical example of how a poor man with no material possessions can become the most exalted devotee of the Lord. The conclusion is that one cannot attain shelter at the lotus feet of Lord Krishna or Chaitanya through material opulence. That shelter is attainable only by pure devotional service. To be honest, I wanted to do more research into uh, Hanuman. If uh, anyone out there did do such research or wanted to add anything, um, they could in a minute. Uh, but as often as the case, our subject matter is such that oftentimes one verse or a part of one verse could serve as subject matter <laughs> to talk about for a long time. But today I was mainly trying to connect Sudama Bipra with Marari Gupta and then Hanuman uh, with this idea of there's no material qualification to serve Krishna, but by serving him, who is our best friend that can please him. I will now stop my rambling discourse and I see Mitra Sain Prabhu appeared on the screen. Hopefully he has some
comments or the, if I can get my other arms to disable the, the not mute button, yeah. I'm doing it without these arms. I have other ones that are, are. I think that worked. Did it? Mitra, did you want to say something? Uh, can you unmute yourself? Is it possible? I'll try to. Testing, anything coming through? Okay. Just wanted to say <clears throat> every conversation I've had with you was really high level and uh, your class was what I expected. I'm sorry, I don't have anything topical. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> it was good. No. <laughs> Someone correct me. <laughs> Everyone get, put your face on there and give them a thumbs up. Let them see you. Come on, come on, come around. Show them what's up. This is not. There you go, put two thumbs. All right, good enough. Come on. <laughs> Someone else, correct me. No, stop with your thumbs. What a, this is not a, a Pat Krishna Chaitanya on the back session. Okay, oh, well. Yes, it is. We want more. We want more. I'll come over. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, any questions? Any concerns? Um, I know this idea of what, so what, now what is maybe kind of, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if anyone's tried to use it. Uh, I think it was helpful to Kanaram and I, we were trying it out. Uh, did anything stick out to anyone? You can put it in the chat or uh, try to speak with a voice uh, of something from what we talked about today that you feel like could be useful in your own life. I'll share one. The, the big thing that uh, sticks out to me, what? What sticks out to me is that Krishna is the type of fellow who appreciates love more than any type of material thing. And even uncivilized people from the forest could be involved with him. So that's my what. And so what? That's important to me because I have never been very good at being a Brahmin. To be honest, when I start hearing the, the different things that I have to wash and the different mantras that I have to do, it I shut down a little bit. I can't, I can't pull off the Brahminical actions so well. So it's important to me. What so what? It's it's nice to know that really, um, Krishna. That that's not the biggest thing with him. So now what? M my now what is? I just forget about Brahminical things altogether. I don't even wash my hands. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> my now what is, okay, I'm going to do what I can um, to hear about and talk about. Oh, and that was, that was quoted somewhere. Srila Prabhupada brought up the Yare Deka Tare Ka. Uh, I don't remember how that one goes. Tell, 
whoever you meet, whoever you run into, talk to them about Krishna. And that way, it doesn't matter what situation you're in. You know, uh, I'll be there. And actually, we're going we're gonna to hit that seventh chapter of the Madhulila, maybe next time or for the last time, because uh, our verse 10.81.16 comes up there, too. So my now what is basically, let's talk about that fellow who happens to be God, but he's a really, really, I mean, cool guy uh, who will accept even such people who are not very Brahminical uh, and maybe inhabitants of the forest. So I'm just gonna try to do that. I don't know if that was a very good what, so what, now what, but that is what we're trying to see. What stuck out? It said in, in a purport somewhere in the Bhagavatam and maybe also in a, I guess a verse itself, maybe in the fourth canto, only remember things that point in certain directions, that hearing, proper hearing, it goes in the ear and then it goes down to the heart and it changes things a little bit. And then if you heard something and then change your behavior, you try to put the instruction into practice that that is proper hearing. And that, that's really another way that I was trying to use this idea of what, so what, now what. And for next time, we're also going to bring up a verse that has the word prasanga in it, because our verse 1081, 36 Whichever one it was, the other one from Sudama has that word prasanga in it. And there's a really cool verse from the third canto that Mitra knows uh, that has the word prasanga in it. And it really is another way of saying what, so what, now what, do it. Um, anyway, I'll stop. I, Connor, I'm, you got something? Yeah, I saw your mute thing go away. I was just going to say that I was just going to make a comment. It can be like you're saying, there, there are times you hear something and you, you take it very seriously. Like I was thinking that Sudama, uh, what he like, what he did, he offered more than like everything that he had. But fortunately, I was able to talk with a devotee who was able to like clarify that understanding. And, and like you were able to say in the course of discussing Atmanivedanam, that Atmanivedanam is like, it's rare for a sadhaka. So I was taking that very seriously and like taking it to heart. Like, how can I give everything? Like, I'm not, I give like a little bit, like maybe an hour a day or something. And then the other 23 hours are only like, at best, indirectly Krishna conscious. So how can I give everything or even more than everything? That seems like lifetimes and lifetimes away. But to understand from talking with you that like Atmanivedanam, it doesn't mean what I think it means. Like that's a great relief, um, and that it's rare to achieve for a sadhaka. That like that kind of thing like can put somebody back on the right track. Oh, I'm doing fine. Like I'm I'm doing as well as I could like be expected to in some ways. So anyway, I just wanted to jump in with that. Thank you. Or you could be atmanavadanam them right now, but I stopped you. No, <laughs> no, but that's that's why I was saying like when we read stuff like say give 50 percent i'm not saying it's a bad idea but that's why i said be careful <laughs> you know because <laughs> you might be like i gotta give 50 percent and then 
I'm not advocating for not surrendering uh, or just saying you got to think about it. Um, thanks, Connor Ron, for saying something. Thanks, Mitra. Although I wish you would have said something rather than thumbs up and good job and all that kind of stuff, but it was good to see you. <laughs> all right, <laughs> we're going to stop now. Uh, uh, Hare Krishna, Hare Ball. Let's see if we can turn it off with, without using a hand. Oh, hold on. There's a Spanish paragraph in the chat that I have no idea what it says. It's probably, yes, I can hear you. Pranam's back at you, and uh, I would just say that um, another thing as far as, and, and I don't know, uh, part of the way for integrating the scriptures, Guru's instructions, Leela, whatever, is our own per personal responsibility. And responsibility, that sounds, sorry, I didn't mean to bring up that word. I, I, I mean that there, there are going to be certain things that, that stick out to us and we think, oh, that's important for me. And I think I can do that one too. And then we incorporate even that little bit into our lives. And then we find out that uh, that is helpful to us. So what I'm hoping is to invite people to figure out for themselves how to integrate these teachings into their own lives because no one else can do it for you. I'm not saying that anyone said that someone else could do it for you, but I think sometimes we think that we want to hear someone tell us everything we need to do, but part of, and that's a great start, but then part of going further is this integration that Anapurna was talking about. So thank you for bringing that up and thank you for listening. Can you end it now? Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think unless there's more, uh, did you look on the Facebook? Maybe we should just look on there and make sure that I always forget to look on there. Is there anything on there? Anybody?
I didn't want to neglect Facebook people. Unless they're putting thumbs up or something. And they need to stop. Is it? <laughs> okay. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. No questions. Now we'll go away for real. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Hopefully, we'll be back next time. Thank you, Kula Bhavna. Kula Kali Yuga Bhavna. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you being here with us and <laughs> thank you. <laughs> we'll talk about the thumbometer maybe next time. That's another technique that we use in experiential education. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a technique. There's, there's anyway. <laughs> All right, All right <laughs> let's get sure. off of here. <laughs>